1: What up Grizz Nation and welcome back to another edition of Grizz 901. I am your host Daniel Greer and today it's Tom Izzo day. We have the Tom Izzo interview that you've all been waiting for Uh, but before that we're going to get into the game that just happened last night. It was a 118 to 110 win over the Spurs. It was a good game from the start to the end and those Spurs They have a very bright future ahead of them. Deontay Murray was just good. He wasn't great the whole game, but when they needed him, he stepped up. Keldon Johnson, I can't say enough about him. His shot looks great. Everything he does is really good. That team is going to be good in the future, but not just yet. And they aren't as good as Ja Morant with 41 points, 8 assists, Some big rebounds late in the game. He came down with five. Jaron Jackson Jr. had 22 points and nine rebounds. Another good rebounding night out of him. But six blocks. It is the Bill Street menace. He is the block panther. Jaron was just amazing. And so I'm glad that he had a good game. If you've watched or listened to any of these other podcasts, we had the Jiddy podcast with Coach John Kaufman. And then... Jiddy went out with COVID, and then we had another podcast with uh, Jamie Dixon, the head coach of TCU, which was the college coach of Desmond Bain, and then two days later, Desmond Bain goes out for COVID, so fingers crossed nothing happens to Jaren because we do not want to have any voodoo happening. Maybe it's New Orleans. Maybe it's the Pelicans that are doing that to us, but who knows, but this is an interview you're really going to enjoy. Tom Izzo talks a lot about Jaron, Xavier Tillman, and even Zebo. He talks about maybe the relationship he had with Zebo early on and gets into a little bit about Jaron and his family and the type of player that he is. He also talks about Xavier Tillman and how he can be Draymond-esque. And it was high praise. And it's a funny story that you'll hear uh, out of Coach Izzo, Him talking about the guy who is Xavier Tillman, And he did not look like the guy he was, I guess now for the Grizzlies. He became a father early on and would just not had it all together. It seemed. And that's where, that's how it came off to me. And eventually it kind of came together for Xavier Tillman where he was able then to kind of put the pieces together. And now he has an NBA career. And I think it's going to be a long career because he can do so many things. And so this is going to be something that you're going to just sit back and enjoy because it's, it's very rare we get to hear from one of the goats, who is Tom Izzo. So without further ado, let's get into it. Enjoy. Today's interview, we have with us a Hall of Fame coach. He is a locker room dancer and he's Michigan's daddy. He is coach Tom Izzo. What's up, coach?
0: How you doing, man?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm, I'm so excited to have you on, and thank you for joining us. Uh, the Grizzlies, they, they love their Spartans. They're, they're Spartan dogs, as we call them, as y'all call them. Uh, and so we, we've we had Zebo over the years, and now we get to enjoy somebody like Jaron Jackson Jr. and Xavier Tillman. So I guess my first question is... Is there something in the relationship with the Grizzlies and Michigan State that we don't know about that we're getting all these high-level, high-IQ players?
0: Well, I think you do got both there, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, I just talked to Zeebo a couple weeks ago. I know they retired his number, and I went down there for, you know, one of his games. I was hoping to get down there for the retirement between COVID and all the problems. I couldn't. But I, at the end of his career, I took my son down there and it was uh, Zach Randolph Day. And uh, I, I remember talking to the mayor. I talked to everybody that night and uh, I think Zach is the mayor there. And I thought it was a great fit for him. You know, he was at a couple of places, Portland and New York and everything was a problem. And uh, Zach is a great guy. I just saw him out in California about two months ago and uh, love him. But these two guys that you got now, I mean, there's no doubt Jaron Jackson is, I think, uh, destined to be a superstar. He, he stays healthy. Uh, he was one of the more unique players I had. I remember seeing him as a junior. I told my assistant, we can't recruit him. You know, he was long, but gangly and this and that. And, and uh, just kind of looked like another guy out there. And boy, then his senior year, uh, he started coming on. But one of the more fun guys to coach. He has an incredible personality. Right. His parents are the greatest. I love his mom and grandmom, his dad. But he, uh, he's been brought up on basketball, you know, I mean, because of his dad. And he's been brought up disciplined because of his mom. And uh, so Jaron was, uh, you know, a great student, great kid. But he worked on his game. You know, he came here, I think he was 222. He left at about 240. And he, and he got stronger. You know, you tell him what to do, he'd do it. Um, but he, too, has a very good basketball IQ. And Xavier is my modern-day Draymond Green, you know, that he has a very, very high basketball IQ, too. And uh, I think Xavier was like Draymond. You know, Jaron, um, I think Jaron was ready to come back to school. And his draft status just kept moving up and up and up. And even a... A uh, month after the season, you know, people started realizing how good defensively he was. He can shoot a three. You know, he, he did get in foul trouble. He used to frustrate mom, and he still gets in a little foul trouble now. But uh, man, I tell you, he, he can guard a lot of different people. I remember putting him on wings and I could put him on a center. I could put him on anybody. And those long arms and that high. IQ. And if, if I'd have had him another year, I'd be a better coach probably would have won a national championship because he was really coming on, you know, his ball handling skills. He just, he's so multi-dimensional. I think the only problem he's had at Memphis was, you know, when he had the injuries and that it, it's kept him back a little bit, but Xavier is almost identical to Draymond. Uh, you know, everybody would call me, well, what does he do? Well, I said, not, not a lot of things but he does best as wins, right. you know, and that's important to you people, you know, yeah. but nobody did that with Draymond. They didn't believe that. Now I talked to Steve Kerr, you know, he, he's been out with an injury and they've lost three out of four or something. You know, he Xavier is that way. And I think he'll get to be that way. You know, he's got to earn his keep there too. And yeah. they've got some good guys in there, but if ever there's a, a Xavier and, uh, and J together, um, that could be a hell of a deal for I know it would be for me, but I think it would right. be for you in Memphis too.
1: Yeah no those two uh, they are a tag team uh, and so it's it's so special to see uh, the personalities like you said because uh, it re- they're good they're good guys but also yeah. they have fun the chemistry uh, you can't replace that with with Xavier, I want to ask a question. Um, how important is a player like Xavier in your college program but also, into a, a pro team because he is Mr. Consistency. And like you said, he doesn't do anything just off, you know, off the radar, you know, where it's just crazy, but he does everything the right way. So how important is that?
0: Well, I think it's really important. And I think you, you look at it in college and you just say, yes, that's very important. I don't, I think sometimes in pros, we think, well, we just got to get the most talented guys. As we see in college, you know, if it was the most talented guys, Kentucky and Duke would win every championship. And maybe this year, you know, and I, I mean that with respect, right? Uh, because they have unbelievable talent. You look at this year, you know, you look at a memph, I mean, at a, the Lakers, for example, you know, I mean, if you look at just straight talent, there's a lot of teams that have talent. But what Xavier brings to the table, and he did for us, you know, he came in here 280 some pounds. Wow. And, you know, the first thing had to do is lose weight. He came in here a very average student. But what Xavier had going for him, he got married early. In fact, Jaron was the best man at his wedding. I was at his wedding. And uh, maturity, maturity beyond belief. And he came to me the summer uh, between his freshman and sophomore year, and he had a little baby. And he said, Coach, you know, I want to get better. What can I do? And I said, look, I understand the issues. You want to be home with your family I said, you got to get in here at six thirty in the morning before your kids awake. You got to get back in here at nine o'clock at night when everybody goes to bed, and, and then you still can have a little bit of a family life. Well, not only did he do that, but he also became an academic all American. I mean, he academically he took his game to a whole nother level, and that's when I realized, you know, that Xavier can do just about anything Xavier gets a chance to do. And I think like it did in college, his first year he hardly played. Yeah. You know, like Draymond. Second year, he played a lot more. His third year, he he was my leader, you know, was the leader in the in the locker room and on the floor. And he covered up for so many things. He could cover guards, he could cover seven, one guys. Um, I think you're gonna fall in love with him there. He's gotta, you know, keep improving that shot yeah. and keep improving his foot speed, but people i think too many times people look at what a guy can't do yeah and they forget what he can do and the can do is usually make other people around him better i talked to Draymond just last night you know uh curry's now getting more shots off the dribble with draymond he got him off the pass and he got him off screens yeah. i think xavier is going to end up a great screener there he can set good screens he he can rebound he can defend the world so uh he just got to grow into it, and they're doing a good job with him. It's something that doesn't come overnight; yeah. it's gradually getting better. And I think he's got a great running mate that'll help him. In uh, in Jaron,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, no, absolutely, I agree with that because those two could be a really good duo, uh, being the big men because they can switch screens, which is very important in the NBA uh, with the pick and roll and the, the one of the biggest and best plays, even now. And just it's crazy to think. John Stockton and Carl Malone back in the day. And then still, it's just as big as it is ever. Uh, Let's get into the best man. And I have one first question. It's probably going to make you laugh. How in the world did you get him away from Georgetown?
0: Well, you know, it was Georgetown because mom and, and dad. And then it was Maryland because that's where he was brought up. Thank God for Terry. Because, you know, she, they lived in Indianapolis because she worked for the NCAA and now does an incredible job, uh, you know, working for the Women's Basketball Association. But um, I, I don't know. I, I think my assistants <laughs> did a good job recruiting him. I think he loved his visit here. I think he liked the guys. You know, we had uh, Miles Bridges. We had Cassius Winston. Um, you know, he had played some AAU ball Uh, with Xavier Tillman uh, Mm -hmm. earlier. And, you know, then he went to Lollamere. It was in the Midwest. So we got lucky. Uh, You know, I I don't know. Uh, His parents were absolutely some of the best, you know, they had a great player. They knew he had potential. And yet they, his dad would come up. He was fun to be around his mom. All she wanted to know is how he was doing academically. She was, i mean and and whether he's behaving himself i mean she's a tyrant now i could use her on my staff she's awesome and uh i just think that with that being said it was a great combination to have parents like he has one who's a player one who's you know such a disciplinarian and yet i was lucky because uh he was in the Midwest at the time right. and we lured him away from those East coast schools where he really grew up. And of course, where his mom and dad went to school. So yeah. I would say a little bit of luck um, <laughs> and I'll take luck sometimes over anything else.
1: No, that's awesome. And, and that's really what I, I saw the uh, report. I was reading through a lot of his stuff in the past couple of days. And it, he talked about you shedding a tear. I was like, that, that's funny. I was like, so is it true? Is it true? Yes. Hell
0: yes. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not stupid. I mean, I, I'm i not the greatest coach in America, but boy, when, when you see a guy that has skill, intelligence, a work ethic, and an incredible base. I mean, even I couldn't screw that guy up. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've screwed up some guys, but I couldn't screw that guy. And if I did, mom would have let me know. And it would have been a I would have been in the doghouse. So I didn't want to be in the doghouse, but, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I love all my players. I really yeah. do. Uh, you, you don't have a favorite, but if you looked at unbelievable skill level for his size mm-hmm. and yet the work ethic to gain 20 pounds in college and I mean, good 20 pounds. Right. Um, and then to be the teammate, he was incredible teammate. I mean, yeah. he, He enjoyed everybody, and around here, in one year, he became a hero, and he still comes back, and he still stays in touch, and that's hard to do this day and age, and I think that speaks volumes of how he was raised by not only his mom and dad, but he's got a great grandmom, too, and uh, just a lot of things that are cool about Jaron Jackson.
1: Yeah, you you can tell just from being on the outside, You know, just being from Memphis, uh, I'm not a diehard michigan state fan i love you as a coach because i think you do it the right way and so i follow your career over you know my lifetime uh but also you can see with someone like jaron the reason he chose to go to michigan state was because of you know you and the program and the people that you have around you but he's also different he probably didn't want to follow in his family's footsteps because that's boring and jaron is nothing boring to him at all Uh, and so i can see that but a couple more questions and we'll get you out of here Um, who's the player that you envisioned Jaron to be because he was the foul prone guy and he could kind of switch everything and he could still shoot. Is that the player that you saw him to be like, is that his level, like superstar in the NBA?
0: Oh, I I don't think we've even seen, I mean, we've seen a lot of glimpses of the best of Jaron Jackson. I think if he stays healthy, um, he's got even more to show you because, you're right. I mean, he can um, switch. He can. He has a he has a high basketball IQ. I I think you know he can pass. He can handle it. He's almost better with his left hand than his right hand, yeah. uh, which is amazing. You know that he's he's got both. He's not amphibious, as I'd say. He's ambidextrous. You know, but uh, he can do both. And uh, and I I think you're right. You know, I think he was raised even though it was a superstar family. I mean, his mom's a lawyer, his dad's an NBA veteran. You know, Um, I talked to Steve Smith about his dad, you know, his dad was a great guy. But I think he's very blue collar in his own way. You know, he lives in a white collar world now. And, but you you still see a lot of charities involved, he's involved with. Um, He's always looking to do stuff for other people. If I ever need him to call a a player who's struggling. I mean, he'd do it in a heartbeat. He's a giver. He's a carer. And that's, and, and I think the best of Jaron, you know, are going to be the next 10 years. I really do because stays healthy, figures everything out, gets through those first two, three years of, you know, wow, there's so much going And his wow. Isn't as big as some cause he's got a family that's been through the wow and, and they've raised him that way. But, Uh, He's going to take off. I mean, he he is a superstar, in my opinion, (laughs) because he is multidimensional. Some guys can do it on the offensive end. Some guys can just do it on the defensive end. He can do it on the offensive end, the defensive end, on the court, off the court. He is your, uh, I'm I'm hoping he'll be the role model for all these kids that live in such a crazy world now. Uh, He had people that told him, the way it had to be, not the way he wanted it to be. Right. And most people, uh, our world isn't that way right now. Um, If you are around his mom at all, if there's a problem, she's very supportive of him, but uh, she's not afraid to tell him what he needs to do, what he's got to do. And I'm sure it's changed a little bit now. He's a a grown man, (laughs) But uh, I bet you're not a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he's still 22, right? He's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's one of the youngest players on the, the Grizzlies, even now, after being in the NBA for, what is this, three, four years now? Uh, years, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, so uh, last question, um, and I think I know the answer to this, but I, it's always good to ask. Um, he's growing into his body, and I think that helps, uh, into his NBA frame, and he's finally – Taking off, uh, even though his stats literally they look the exact same year after year that he's been in the NBA. But what do you attribute to his success? Is it a little bit of everything of parents high IQ, uh, high IQ, or is it just you know yes this one thing? I know that's what you know really drives Jaren as the man as the person.
0: That's a very good question. I I think you know to give you the generic answer, yes, it's all the above. But I I think. I think he has two things that separate you in that league. I I think he does have a great work ethic. At least he, he really did for me. I mean, a great work ethic, be here early in the morning, left waist, do this, do that. But I think he has humbleness and humility. You know, he's energetic. He's everybody loves him. He's got that. I call it the magic Johnson smile. You know, he, that guy, I I remember him at Illinois once going end to end behind the back, this and that. And then he'd have this great big smile. It wasn't a cocky smile. It was a, I'm having fun. You know, I think Jaron would bring to a team, um, the ability to be great and have fun. And boy, that is a tough combination. You know, even for a coach, it's very tough to, to have those two scenarios and, uh, Yet I think the great ones do. You know, we had Magic Johnson here. I wasn't here then, but, but, uh, but he's, he's around all the time because his parents still live here. And it's infectious. I think Jaron's um, demeanor, his personality is infectious. And uh, that's why him and, and Xavier get along so well. And I hope they can stay together. You know, the NBA, you never know. I hope they could, they've been best friends since I think their junior year in high school. And it reminds me of my buddy Mariucci and I, you know, now you go your own separate way to this day. We're still best friends. I could see Jaron and Xavier best friends when they're sitting on the porch telling those stories, how they dunked over each other, you know, 30, 40 years from now.
1: No, for sure. And I I think that's, um, that's very important to have a a close friend, especially on the team, because like you said, even though you are uh, close friends with Mariucci, but you, you grow so far um, so easily. And I think that is important. And Jaron, just go ahead.
0: That's the one thing that I think they can give to each other. You know, Jaron being there a year before, I guess, Xavier um, or so, you know, he can help lead him, you know, Mariucci and I, even though he was in football and I was in basketball, um, there's not a lot of guys you can talk to that know what you're going through. And it was even better for Mariucci and I, because we were different sports. So while he was in the thick of things and, you know, September, October, November, I was off. And then when I was in the thick of it in December, January, February, he was off. So
1: um,
0: those guys, but they're together on the road, together at home. I think Jaron probably did a great job of helping mentor um, Xavier. And I appreciate that, but Xavier, he's the rock of a friend boy. I mean, Xavier is, You know, he's been through some tough times and uh, a little bit more and uh, what he's done academically and athletically um, from a guy that came in 280 pounds to a, a, not a great student to what he did speaks volumes of who he is. So you guys got two great guys, (laughs) not because they're Spartans. Seriously. They're, they're two incredible human beings. And, uh, I'm hoping JJ gets on that all-star team. That's what I'm hoping for, you know?
1: That would be awesome. I, I think he's heading down the direction of being on the NBA defensive team, for sure, with how oh, he's for playing. Sure.
0: For yeah. sure, as, you know, my other guy, Draymond Green, was, right. uh, you know, probably headed that way, too. Now he's had a little injury. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that your two guys and him bring the one thing that I, I would like everybody to get out of this program. Winning is important. Yeah. you know, place winning at a high level. Right. And, uh, I think those guys, you know, when, when you're a good defensive player and you get your accolades that way, even more than your offense, that means winning's important. important yeah. and, uh, hats off to Jaron hats off to Xavier and, uh, and thank you Memphis. You know, Memphis has been good to them. Thank you for Zebo. Um, I still got my little Zebo head that when it was Zebo night and, uh, I know when they uh, raised the banner for him and, and uh, retired his number, um, Zach, Zach was almost tearful on the phone. You know, he it meant a lot to him. And, uh, yeah. and so I appreciate what your city has done for our players, too. It's not just vice versa.
1: Yeah. Well, we love uh, all of our players, um, you know, yeah. just 100 percent. You know, that's how Memphis is. But we also see that in Michigan State and your program is you love your players, you know, just 100 percent of the time. And so that's really what we kind of get from that. So, Coach, I can't thank you enough for having this interview. Uh, we love hearing about our players because we think they're the best. But then hearing them from you, it really just makes us feel proud. And I know that you are a coach and you have to feel like a proud dad or a proud papa to when these players go off and kind of spread their wings and become the NBA players that they are.
0: And what I love most is, you know, both of them were back. We had a little grind week for our NBA guys in September. And when those guys come back or come back for a football game, I look on the field and, and the first football game, all the athletes get out there and form the tunnel. And all of a sudden I look and there's Jared Jackson. I said, what's Jared doing out there? He's still a kid in heart, you know? And that's what I so greatly appreciate about him. Uh, So have fun with them and thank you. And I, Hopefully, once we're done with our season, you're going to be in the playoffs. I'll be down, so maybe I'll get a chance to meet you in person.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Coach. we got to get you to a playoff game. For oh, the- for sure.
0: We I'll be down. I went down for a couple of zebos I was going to, you know, it's been hard because of COVID the last right. two years. But this year, you guys, I think, are going to make a run. And as soon as my season's over, I'm going to be down to see you and get there on Beale Street and uh, maybe have a little of that good food down
1: there. We love it, Coach. We, we don't want your season ending anytime soon. Go ahead win a national championship. Why not? It'd be a lot of fun for us as well.
0: All right. Thanks, man. Coach,
1: thank you. Thanks again to Coach Izzo for giving me the opportunity. And shout out, Mex. What's up, man? Thank you for giving me this opportunity to really talk to one of the greatest of all time and actually hear about our Grizzlies. Uh, but the Grizzlies, they now have a little stretch in front of us. Friday night, tomorrow night, they have the Jazz, which will be at home. The Wizards on Saturday, so a home, back to back. And then they have to go back on the road Monday against the 76ers. We should be dropping a podcast on Monday, so stay tuned. Every Monday, there should be one coming out. But that's really much the the three game stretch that's going to end the month of January. So these Grizzlies are looking very good. They're playing well, they're 33 and 17 now. And I expect them to head the right directions towards the playoffs as we are headed. But something I hope that really happens is that Ja Morant becomes an NBA All Star starter. And we're going to have a chance to talk with the the head coach from Murray State University at some point. And I bet we'll get into a lot of really the the drive that is Ja Morant, what he does to put that chip on a shoulder. The the legit chip on his shoulder that he's had because of his career, where I guess he was a late bloomer in a sense. Uh, and if you need to catch a little bit more, uh, go back and hear the coach James Kane interview. He was the guy who recruited John Morant, and he ended up going to Murray State, and then Coach Kane ended up leaving and going to Dayton. Uh, but it was a great story. The relationship that they had was amazing, but it's just. Hearing about the drive, the inner drive that is, but also the family that's behind him and his guys and his mother, it, it's amazing to to see the family support because that you don't always get that everywhere. But I really do hope that we're going to sit back and really enjoy this because John Morant has worked his butt off for this, but he's also very deserving, and he is one of the best players in the NBA now, and I think the sky's the limit for him. This is also an opportunity that in this offseason, whatever happens this year, he's gonna get an extension and it's gonna include an all star game, an all-star starter. It probably is going to include some type of an all NBA team if he continues down this path that he's doing. And so this is something I'm really excited about seeing. But also Ja Moran, after he talked about the the walk off interview, it wasn't about me this time, right? <laughs> it was a it was about his grandma. And if grandparents, you know, everybody wishes there was one wish that grandparents could live forever. And if you have a grandparent, celebrate them, enjoy them, love them. But that's what John Morant wants to do. And I hope he gets a chance to do that, uh, is to really celebrate with his grandma, but also the rest of his family, because it will be a very special moment for him. But also, it's a very special moment for all of us Grizz fans. So I hope we have a chance to just sit back And enjoy really what's happening here in Memphis because there are so many great things to come. But that's all we have so far. We have another couple games, like I just said, for the rest of this week before our next podcast. We might drop something, but more than likely, this will be it for the week. If you have a chance, please share this. uh, Give us a rate, review. We're also heading to YouTube. I almost forgot. We're heading to YouTube with these big interviews when it's just me by myself, you probably don't want to see me, Sean Coleman. We don't want to see your head. No, we. Uh, you probably don't want to see me by myself. That's that's boring. Uh, but let us know what you think. But go follow us over uh, on YouTube. It's on the leads, um, the Leeds Sports Media. Go over there. But you can really just the, the easiest way to find it is just search Grizz Nine Zero One in the YouTube search. Uh, we'll pull up uh, just right away. And so I'm going to have the uh, the whole entire uh, Tom Ezo interview where you can watch him. He was honestly, he could not have been nicer. And a lot of times when you meet the people that you really uh, enjoy watching, uh, sometimes they say, you know, don't always meet your heroes. Well, he was, you know, he's kind of a hero of mine because he's done it the right way for so long. And I really do appreciate what he's done. Even though I'm so far away from Michigan, I'm not a Michigan State fan, but I can appreciate the hard work that he's put in and that he's been so consistent. And he is Michigan's daddy. So uh, I, had, I had to give him that shout out. Uh, I did warn him. I asked just in case. I didn't know if that that was allowed. So uh, who knows? But, uh, but go check us out on YouTube. You're going to really enjoy it. Just search Grizz901. But go ahead and subscribe, rate review to this uh, podcast. uh, And it's going to be something we're going to continue on. I have a few more up my sleeve. We're going to keep churning them out. But that's all we have so far. Thank you so much. Be nice and tell your friends.